Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Newsworthy, where we, where we every week recap for you the news of the week with a splash of commentary. Later, we will run through the investigation by the House Ways and Means Committee into Donald Trump's tax returns, the conviction of a police officer in an incident of brutality, and my final thoughts on how we can help each other to provide the greatest gift of all this holiday. But we begin with the pressing and explosive news of the week. On Monday, the House Select Committee to investigate the January 6th insurrection at the U.S. Capitol issued several criminal referrals, four to be exact, regarding Donald Trump to the Justice Department, especially the special counsel in charge of Trump investigations. A criminal referral, for those out of the loop, is a recommendation, a very strong recommendation, following an independent or congressional investigation for the Justice Department and federal attorneys to prosecute a defendant. Trump was referred to the Department of Justice for four offenses, obstructing an official proceeding, conspiracy to defraud the United States government, conspiracy to make a false statement, and the crime that could bar Trump from holding any federal office of importance if he is convicted and prosecuted for it, aiding or inciting an insurrection against the United States government. Insurrection is an armed revolution against a government, a democratically elected government. Insurrection is not to be confused uh, with a riot against bloody tyranny or repressive government. That is people taking back a country that has been brutalized by a dictator, fascist, or communist. Insurrection is not that. Insurrection is illegal. Insurrection is against a government that a majority of Americans want. Insurrection is what we saw in January 6th. It was against a government a historically high number of Americans voted for and supported. It was democratically elected, and a former president who swears to protect the Constitution did not. He did the opposite. He put the police, members of Congress, and thousands of his fellow Americans at risk. The final report from the Select Committee was also released this week, and it was massive. It was a massive compilation of the criminal behaviors, directives, and tendencies issued and displayed by the former president. I do have to stress that a criminal referral is not a prosecution, but a recommendation to prosecute. The new special counsel for the Trump investigation, Jack Smith, a longtime war crimes prosecutor who worked in the former Yugoslavia for a number of years with the UN, is moving forward on all investigations into our criminal former president at full steam. It is indicated from his other statements and work that he has a high likelihood of going ahead with the prosecutions of the former president. Millions of Americans saw live news reports of the storming of the United States Capitol. They also, in the almost tens of millions, saw these hearings, the multitude of evidence and compelling testimony. They know the criminal conspiracy required to pull off an attempted coup against the government of the United States. They saw it, presented by nine lawmakers. We also saw some explosive testimony from many officials under the Trump administration, especially from Cassidy Hutchinson. She was the former chief of staff to White House chief of staff Mark Meadows, and she testified that the former president attempted to violently take control of the motorcade route, taking him back to the White House following his speech that provoked the mob in an attempt to go with the rioters to the Capitol and help them overthrow democracy. Hutchinson also stated that she saw the former president be notified and be spoken to about the arms and violent intentions the mob carried, but ignored them. 
He was also warned of the effects his speech would have on the mob, but he went ahead with the original version of it. Yesterday at the hearing, Democratic Congressman of California, Adam Schiff, a member of the committee, said something along the lines of, if we give former presidents a free pass to incite insurrection and destroy a legitimate government, then we open the door to the destruction of democracy around the world. I don't think the congressman could have been more spot on. If we allow people to do this to the government, our country, as we know it, ends. This week, the January 6th committee and the Justice Department stood up to this. We stood up to the efforts to end, to end American democracy. The Democratic-led House Ways and Means Committee met Tuesday to vote on whether to publicly release years of Donald Trump's tax returns, which the former president has long tried to shield. Committee Chairman Richard Neal, a Democrat of Massachusetts, has kept a close hold on the actions of the panel, which planned to vote on the release in a closed session that spanned several hours. What was the result, you ask? Donald Trump's tax, tax returns following a Supreme Court decision last week it was 26 to 14, the vote was, in the House Committee along party lines, that the tax returns would be turned over. The picture on your screen right now is of documents being wheeled into a meeting of the House Ways and Means Committee. When lawmakers move forward with plans to release the returns, it is still unclear how quickly that will happen. But after a years-long battle, almost six years, that ultimately resulted in the Supreme Court clearing the way last week, for the Treasury Department to send the returns to Congress, Democrats are under pressure to act aggressively. The committee received six years of tax returns for Trump and some of his businesses, and with just less than two weeks now left until Republicans formally take the majority control of the House, Tuesday's meeting was the last opportunity for Democrats to disclose whatever information they had gleaned from the tax returns. A former Texas police officer who fatally shot uh, a woman, Atania Jefferson, through a rear window of her home in 2019 was sentenced this week to 11 years and 10 months in prison for his manslaughter conviction. Aaron Dean, 38 years old, had faced up to 20 years in prison, but jurors also have the option of sentencing him to probation. The same jury that convicted him of manslaughter Thursday also determined the sentence. The white Fort Worth officer shot the 28-year-old black woman while responding to a call about an open front door. This guilty verdict was a rare conviction of an officer for killing someone who was also armed with a gun. During the trial, the primary dispute was whether Dean knew Jefferson was armed. Dean testified that he saw her weapon. Prosecutors claimed the evidence showed otherwise. Dean shot Jefferson on October 12, 2019, after a neighbor called a non-emergency police line to report that the front door to Jefferson's home was open. She'd been playing video games that night with her nephew that emerged at a trial that they had left the doors open to prevent smoke from food the boy burned. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky took his first known foreign trip outside of Ukraine, his country, since the war with Russia after their brutal and bloody invasion began in February. He visited Washington here in the United States and held a press conference with President Biden. The president reassured him that he is committed 
to ensuring that Ukraine has the weapons they need and that they have requested to fight. But the issue with that is that House Republicans, including Kevin McCarthy, who may, after several floor votes, become the Republican Speaker of the House, following the Republican takeover of the House in a few weeks, said he is concerned about the quote-unquote blank check policy toward Ukraine. Of course, a new Senate budget bill has $44, 40000000000 billion in aid to the nation of Ukraine as they fight off a threat to democracy. In stocks this week, the Dow Jones Industrial Average was up 35 points. That is a five-day week average. The S&P 500 was down 37 points. And the NASDAQ, which is mainly a tech market, was down 213 points. It was a mixed week with a large rally in the late portion of the week for many markets. Only the Dow's rallies could keep it high like that. Finally this week, the day after tomorrow, at least from the Friday publication of this rundown, is Christmas Day. This season we live in, the season of perpetual hope and joy, could be more blissful. There's war in Europe, leaving thousands dead and millions without warm homes to spend their holidays in. As many parents tell children that tend to be ungrateful, quote, there are starving children all around the world that would be happy to live like you or eat the food you want. The speakers of that quote aren't wrong. There is so much we all have to be grateful for and so much we can be thankful for on the birthday of the Prince of Peace. But there is so much more that we can do. We can, as a world, strive for peace and unity. This Christmas, we can hope. We can only hope. That is the only thing we can do. We can believe that someday at Christmas time, we will rid the world of our troubles. It takes all of us. We can start by hoping, believing, and taking steps to help those less fortunate than us. We can pass on goodwill to our friends and our family this Christmas. And we can be accepting of all other cultures, religions, ethnicities, anybody in the world. That is my little message for you this holiday season of hope, love, peace, and joy. May you and your loved ones have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Until we meet again. Someday at Christmas, men won't be boys Playing with bombs like kids play with toys One warm December, our hearts will see A world where men are free mm-hmm. Someday at Christmas, there'll be no wars When we have learned what Christmas is for when we have found what life's really worth, there'll be peace on earth. Someday all our dreams will come to me. Someday in a world where men are free. Maybe not in time for you and me, but someday at Christmas time. Happy Mom!